Hello, this is Scott and Paul's show. Tonight we are going to explain why Scott was gone for two weeks. And, I don't know, we'll talk about something brand new. Maybe, I don't know. This is Scott and Paul's show. Scott, you were gone for two weeks. Unfortunately, you did not find Dan or his balls. <laughs> no, I know where his balls have been, though. So, <laughs> yeah, anyways, yeah, I had to go to work, and I was up in the freaking mountains. I had no cell service, and the Wi-Fi, like, I couldn't even hardly browse the internet on the Wi-Fi at the hotel, so I was just stuck. There was nothing I could do. But you were the only man in America to find new Wii games. Yeah, pretty much. I'm a I'm a junkie for that shit. I uh, Devil's Third man is freaking going for like two hundred dollars on eBay, and a, and the rumor is is only four hundred twenty copies were sent to GameStops nationwide. I was in two separate GameStops last week and saw it in both of them and passed up on it. So, oh well, game shit. No. No, but the collector in me is like, I must have that, but not for freaking $200 for that. I mean, we're not talking about, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that goes for 200 bucks. Power Blade 2 or something like that. I mean, in that area, Contra Force, I think it might go for 150 to 200 So it's not anything like that, but yeah, whatever. People, the Nintendo environment around anything that may be remotely low in numbers or moderate in numbers is insane because scalpers just snatched that shit up. And I knew it when I was looking at those copies because I'd heard that Nintendo was kind of trying to shove this game under the rug a little bit. And I was like, man, I bet that game is going to be worth a little bit. I didn't think it would. It's it's not worth that price that it's selling for right now. See how it is in another six weeks or another six months and you'll see what it's probably close to. I mean, it's not worth it regardless. What the market value is, maybe, uh, when it stabilizes, we'll see. Well, if this article ever loads, we'll get to it. Fucking Polygon. But Kojima has left Konami, officially, supposedly. And we can't talk about it because it won't load. But there's been a lot of shit going on at Konami. And Kojima's left. Somebody, please load this fucking... <laughs> website <laughs> fuck you oh my god anyway fuck you konami for all the shit you've done to kojima and now it's it's oh fuck you i'm polygon so scott uh, fuck polygon how you doing 
Hey, I don't like Polygon, man. They don't like Bayonetta because it has boobs. So, yeah. yeah. Polygon, you douchebags. Uh, thanks for the help here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kojima's going to establish a new studio and is in talks of PlayStation makers, Sony Computer Entertainment. So that's a good thing. I mean, hey, the guy's great. Um, He's a lot his, better than fucking Polygon. Yeah, I mean, he's been there with Metal Gear all these years. Uh, I just say, you know, more power to him. You know, I hope that he can do something with like the, um, and they mentioned Silent Hills here. I would love to see that get resurrected. It's not going to be a Silent Hills branded game by any means, but I mean, that game was, that demo was phenomenal. Uh, the Metal Gear Solid series is really good. So the guy's a legend. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He made a demo that was better than most of the games that came out in that same year. I'm sorry. So, you know, hopefully he gets this new studio off the ground. It's called, uh, well, I waited too long, so fuck it. He's got a new studio getting off the ground, so hopefully he makes something awesome with it. So I can't wait. I like the guy. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So we did not bury the lead. Just the website did not work for us. Yeah. Oh, the other thing. Sony was, is bringing. Go ahead. Hold on. Kojima was not permitted to attend the Game Awards 2015 because of Konami. Yeah. Was he still working for Konami at the time? Yes. They wouldn't give him a day off. Yeah. Well, I wow. guess uh, Konami was afraid that he would. I don't know. Maybe he would bury them on air or something like that. Oh yeah. Oh, I misread this. I'm sorry. He's not, he's not making a new studio. It was I just saw the Kojima Productions thing and I misread it. Remove Kojima Productions branding from Metal Gear Solid Five. But no, he he's in talks with uh, Sony to make a new studio. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. You know what? Fuck this story. Moving on. <laughs> but uh, Kojima, you fucking rule, man. Yeah. So good. I mean, the way that they dicked him around for the last, what, two years almost? Yeah, it's kind of like that uh, Inafune on, or Inafune for Mega Man. Of course, he got dicked around for like 20 years. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, now he's seeing the other side of it because Mighty Number no. 9 has been a little bit of drama and it's been delayed a couple times and, you know, whatever. Of course, the drama around it, some of it was stupid, but, you know. Whatever, we're not getting into all that. We could. If we want to talk about social justice, I really have no interest today. I don't have any energy for that shit. What's our next story here? Uh, Sony is bringing PlayStation 4 remote play to your PC and Mac. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess uh, somebody created a unofficial version. Yeah. And Saw that. Yeah. So I guess maybe uh, Sony is basically going to kill the Vita, and that's the only way you could do it. Because Are they gonna, it's the only thing that's powerful enough to do it. And somebody's like, bullshit, I can do it. And he hacked the system, and he did it. And so now Sony's like, oh, well, yeah, we can do it. Kind of like what they did with their PlayStation 2 emulation. It cannot be done. No. We, we we have absolutely no plans to emulate anything, any PlayStation 2 games. 
No, because we have the power of the PlayStation now. Well, there is no plans to do any emulation. Fuck that bullshit. That's Xbox PlayStation. Nah, fuck that shit. We have no plans to do it. Uh, by the way, it's available right now. Yeah. Fuck you, Sony. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in what they got coming out, but I'm not dropping $15 on games I already have on the shelf behind me. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's something I don't have, and there are a few of them I've seen listed, um, and I catch them at the right price, yeah, because I'm not much of a trophy whore or achievement whore, but if it's something that's going to be what I consider to be pseudo-retro at this point, which is PS2, Dreamcast, things like that, I'm interested in chasing some of those achievements. Like, I want to check out the Super Star Wars release and see what it's like, but I don't want to pay $10 or $15 for it. I think it's $10. Um, well, I got a copy over here. So maybe if I catch it on sale sometime, I'll grab it just to see what the achievements are. Or if there are any, I'll probably look them up first. And then uh, if it's something that interests me, I, you know, I play through Super Star Wars probably once a year, at least Super Star Wars, the first one, because I can kind of plow through it. Empire Strikes Back Return of the Jedi is a little bit of a different animal, though. Yeah, so. remote play is nice, though. And the difference is you don't have to have a... You can do, use your PC or Mac, and on Xbox, you're stuck just using your your PC. So Yeah. So, I, I like remote play ideas. What the, what's that one? Isn't that NVIDIA Shield? Isn't that like remote play for PCs to your TV yeah. or something? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of cool shit. I mean, I shouldn't... It's awesome to think that I can have a system in the house, and I'm kind of more talking about the shield right now. Eh, I guess it's all of them, but I could go to a different TV and play that stuff, or a different monitor at least with the PC or whatever. Of course, you could hook it to your TV. That's it. That interests me. So, because that I mean, I'd rather have this. I mean, I already have other TVs. I don't want to have two Playstations or two Xbox Ones in order to free one up. Like if the wife's wanting to watch something. Well, if you wanted to play Halo, you would have to have two Xboxes. Fuck Halo. I can't believe I just said that. Hmm. So I almost felt dirty. So, Batman Arkham Origins developer, I forgot who that was, is working on two new DC games. According to a posting on Warner Brothers Montreal's main site, the studio is currently hiring for two new games in the DC universe. Quote, we are a growing studio with two AAA projects in development focused on expanding the DC Comics universe in the interactive space, says the Post. Warner Brothers Montreal. So, Scott, did you play that game, Origins? You know, I've got it and I've never played it yet. Let's see here. I got the Warner Brothers Games Montreal is the... I think is the, the, the yeah. I just said that twice. Fucker, pay attention. Oh, I, was, I, was reading, I was reading the case, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's talking about shit. I'm gonna read the case. Yeah, I've got it. I just haven't ever fucking played it yet. I really, really need to because I haven't played Arkham Knight yet either. Arkham Knight's a worthless piece of shit. It's a one star game. Fuck that game. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it right in the ass. I don't know. I haven't played it. It's but, it's horrible. I mean, it, if you hate it, I'll love it. You know how this works. Well, well, well yeah, but well, well, when you think of Batman, do you think of tank battles? I'm trying to justify it, but I can't do it fast enough to make it seem natural. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to argue the point, but fuck it. Well, that, that's that's what they obviously think Batman is, tank battles. Well, now, wait a minute. Back up a second. We got Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises. We had a little bit of tank battles. Just saying. Well, I mean, long 
arduous tank battles that go I'm saying, on. Saying, Batman stepping up if if there's tanks rolling up through Gotham, I'm just, he, he's going to step it up. It, it's step it's it still up. pointless bullshit. <laughs> is it filler? Is that what it it's, is? It's way fucking filler. Yeah, I, I, a little bit of filler is fine if you're talking about stretching a game like an hour. <laughs> well, they but, they really stretch it. Yeah, and then. You're climbing on top of buildings and driving over buildings and using it to I mean it's it's fucking pointless. Too much, huh? Yeah, way too much. I'm gonna have to play that game. It's I'm gonna play the origins. Probably through Christmas break. It's 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 in my like next to playlist. The story was good, but just everything else was horrible. I liked Origins better. Anyway. Um no, kind of wish you played Origin so we could talk about this, but um, I played Blackgate on 3DS. Is it called Blackgate? Yeah, yeah, that shelf's too far away. I'm not walking around. Yeah, they they Blackgate was on uh, iOS and 3DS. Yeah, I they liked could, it, but that wasn't Montreal. I remember who did that. Did I'm Montreal like, do that? I I'm, I don't know. I well, I wish you would have played Origin so we could talk about. Whether or not we want them to make the make a new well, game. I'm, fuck was that game? I'm three years old now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's old enough to be old, but not old enough to be cool. Just saying. Anyway, it would be nice to see them working on a new game. Uh, I can never fucking finish Xenoblade. Jesus Christ! I think I'm like fifty hours in now. I'm thirty hours in on Fallout. I took uh, the last Friday off. I got back in for my little business trip, and uh, I was like, fuck it. I got travel time. I'm going to use a little bit of annual leave. I'm staying home. I played like eight hours of Xenoblade that day. That was the longest gaming session I've probably done in five years. Because, I mean, I literally averaged like two to three hours a week. Up until the past month, I've put some serious time into some games. But the problem is I spent most of it on fucking Diablo 3, and I've already beat that shit. Yeah, so, Scott. Yeah, but man, it was like it's like I got to min max all this armor and gear. I've got almost all the best in slot shit. So, but that's on PS4. Arkham Knight. I think we're kind of on the buck hunts now. Arkham Knight PC patch still doesn't work, and NBA 2K16 patch uh, brings more bugs. And they kind of said, "Fuck it, we're going to move over to 2K17." That's exactly what happened. Like, they released the patch, and I don't remember what all the bugs are, because, frankly, it doesn't really fucking matter because it's a goddamn sports game. Um, <laughs> I mean, very few sports games keep me entertained anymore. Um, but, yeah, it made more bugs than what it tried to fix, and then they're just like, all right, well, we're not messing with this game anymore. So anybody bought 2K16, you got fucked, and if you buy 2K17, you're a fucking idiot. So yeah, let's go back and play NBA Jam. Yeah, go play NBA Jam, NBA Live '95, uh, NBA 2K2, something, something good. Yeah, NCAA basketball. Which one was that? Uh, which was the good one? It was the one on Super Nintendo. Yeah, with the Mode Seven. Yeah, and, and didn't have a crowd. It had like just a blue space. Yeah, that game was yeah. awesome. That game was great. So I, yeah, go play. I, go play. I had one soundtrack that was "We Will Rock You." Yeah, screw Madden, screw the last few NCAAs, even though I don't make them anymore. Go play ESPN NFL 2K5 or Tecmo Bowl. 
Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, Tecmo Super Bowl three, you know, on Super Nintendo. Yeah. You know, go play some old school shit. You want to play a good hockey game? Fuck all this new shit. Yes. Go play NHL '94 on Sega Genesis and get your world rocked. Joe Montana excellence. Sports Talk Football. Yes, that's. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, moving on. There's a Fallout Four patch. I haven't played it, so I don't know what's going on. There is an analysis. Who did it? Um, Digital Foundry. Just go there, read it. I'm not going to waste my time with it. <laughs> Retro game of the week. Diablo. I, look, I, you, I played Fallout on the PC. Fuck it. That's all that matters. Uh, Diablo PC is your retro game of the week. Scott, talk about Diablo. Diablo was, since I've been playing three, I was thinking back to my glory days of PC gaming in the 90s. And, uh, you know, that was a game like I saw like the cool devil thing on the front. And I was all into Doom and, you know, all that stuff. So I'm like, I got, I'm going to grab this just on a whim. I took it home and I don't even think I looked at the back of the box. I was like, what is this shit? Top down? What? You know, and then after like 10 months, I was like, man, this game is freaking great. You had all that gear and you had, uh, you know, I mean, in those days, like copious amounts of blood and gore was still like a fresh thing. And this game was completely full of it. Like I remember the first time I walked into the dungeon and you went into where the butcher, butcher was. I'm, I'm thinking he was like your first real boss. And did you play it? Play a little bit of it. Okay, well, I think he was like the first real boss you ran into. And it's just like you go to that room, there's just like blood and body parts and shit everywhere. And then he's got like blood all over him and his little meat cleaver. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great game. I just remember pounding the potion button. So, that's my retro game of the week. It was on PlayStation 1. I never played that port. But the thing is, like, you can, you can go into Walmart today in most Walmarts and buy a copy of Diablo or Diablo 2 Battle Chest. I, I for ten bucks. So I'm just saying, if you got a computer that'll run this shit, and you should, um, go grab you the battle chest or get on so. eBay and spend twenty bucks and get you the freaking game. And if you're a collector, get a big box edition. Put that shit up on your shelf. Crank one out to it once in a while because it's beautiful. Yeah. Diablo PC game of the week. Uh, okay. Only one bit of TV news, and the rest is movies. Uh, Rambo, New Blood. It's uh, an original title. Yeah. First Blood, First Blood Part 2. Yeah, Rambo, New Blood. Father-son TV series in works at Fox with Sylvester Stallone. Uh, written by future writer Jeb Stewart, Die Hard in The Fugitive, the Rambo TV series from Entertainment One in... A.V. Linear's Millennium Films pays homage to the films, exploring the complex relationship between Rambo and his son, J.R., an ex-Navy SEAL. J.R. is a new character not been featured in the movies that has been added as a way into the series. As the long log line suggests, Rambo would be a key character on the show, unlike other TV series follow-ups, like the proposed Beverly Hills Cop series for CBS, which centered on the son of Eddie Murphy's Axel Foley, with uh, Murphy only slated to make occasional appearances. This is going to suck. I, I Jeb Stewart, I, 
I'm not familiar. I mean, I know the two movies. Was he like the main writer? Yeah, I think so. Well, Die Hard and the Fugitive are fucking awesome. Saying. Of course, it was actors. Yeah, but the Die Hard was from a book and the Fugitive was from a TV series. So he's good at adaption. But as far as creating an original product, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, was the Fugitive based on the book that turned into a TV series? Mm, I always just thought it was a TV series that turned into a movie. Either way, I'm not a fan of this idea. Is, is Stallone producing or anything? Or is he? I mean, he's not just going to walk in and be like, I'm, I'm just going to be here for, you know, I'm just going to act, yo. Surely he's going to have some sort of creative input. He's executive producing. Uh, that gives me hope, man. I love most of the shit Stallone does. So, Have you seen Creed yet? No, and I'm going to go see it, but it'll probably be after Star Wars if it's still in theaters. My wife wants to go see Hunger Games, so i got to go see at least two movies before I can go see Creed. It's supposed to be really good. I've had six or seven of my friends have went and seen it, and they said it was excellent. So, mm, I don't know. I really, if this was on maybe FX or yeah, NBC's. Netflix, maybe HBO. Yeah, but regular that box, too. that's what scares me. Or Fox, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be on Friday nights in the death slot in no time, probably. On to movies. Uh, this may or may not be somewhat of a spoiler for Star Wars, Star Wars, but we've been spoiling the shit out of anyway. So if you haven't, then, Jar Jar uh, Binks is a Sith Lord. You've heard yeah. it here first. Uh, Force Awakens is two hours and twenty six minutes, and it's rated PG thirteen. So two hours sixteen minutes. Two hours twenty six. Yep, yeah. hundred and thirty six minutes. So two hours and 16 minutes. So I don't know if this is uh, including credits or not. Nah. I'm hoping for not. So. The early, the, the film critics that have seen it, there's an embargo until tomorrow are saying that it's old school. It feels like old school filmmaking. It feels like Star Wars and it's got the magic and all that. So I'm hoping that they are accurate. But the early buzz is good. I have my tickets. Star Wars hunts for Han Solo. Disney sees 2,500 actors to play young Han Solo. Oh, man, I need to go do that. I'm a shoe-in. Yeah. So they're seeing pretty much everybody. I have to get Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> just to see faces melt. <laughs> Casting directors are not just focusing on American actors either. They're considering Canadian Hemlock Grove star Landon. What? I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Landon... Whoever, he's 23. 
uh, English actors, 28 years old, 27. Fucking everybody. The guy from Hemlock. You mean the wolf guy? What's his name? I can't pronounce it. Hold on, uh, I'll tell you. If he's worth a fuck or not. I'm actually. I don't think. Limbron. Is that his name? Uh, yeah, Landon. Uh, he's twenty. Yeah, that's who I thought he was. I can't pronounce his name. He plays Peter Romantic on Hemlock Grove, which is, if you're a fan of cracked out horror, that's your show. Trust me. Um, I haven't watched season three yet. I hear it's terrible. I liked season one a whole lot. Season two was okay. Uh, I mean, I like the guy, but Han Solo. Let's see what I mean. I, I mean, I've only seen him in the Hemlock Grove, so I don't know what kind of range this guy has. But what? Uh, hey, Gemini Award. Gemini Award nominated Canadian actor. Hmm. That's who I thought you was talking about when you said the name. I had no idea who his name was, but instantly. When you said from Hemlock Grove, I was like the only person who could even come close to looking like Han Solo. And I wouldn't say it's really close. Well, I, I say this CGI it. Hell with it. Yeah, fuck it, man. You know, get him, get get Harrison Ford to voice act that shit. Yeah. I'm just waiting for Arnold to figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you saying that you can CGI me and I can play the part? Brilliant. Let's do this. I don't know. The guy seems to have embraced his age, so maybe not. But yeah, Han Solo, Peter Romantic. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I did Why not want to see a young Han Solo movie, though. I, I don't want to see any of these fucking movies. I can handle practically any of the characters in different situations. But Han Solo, man, he's like... Some of the mystery around him has got to be some of the sex appeal, too. You know what I mean? Like, where's this guy really coming from? You know, he starts out Mr. Greedy and all that, but I don't know. I don't want to see don't, it. I just don't want him to ruin the appeal of the character. I don't want to see it at all. It's a horrible movie. I'm protesting this shit. If it says Star Wars in front of it, I'm going to go watch it. Just saying. Batman Man trailer came out, the new one. What'd you say? You broke We had the clip. You were breaking up. No. Batman versus okay. Superman trailer and clip came out. Um, did you like the new one? Well, you mean I just don't understand why they got Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman fighting a fucking Ninja Turtle. It's this when the Ninja Turtles shoot eye lasers. <clears throat> I mean, it's a Michael Bay Ninja Turtle, right? No, it's I- Abomination from. Oh, it's like Abomination fucked a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> and a Ninja Turtle had an Abomination. <laughs> yeah. It's a, oh, it's a, it's a fetish is what it is. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, I think Doomsday looks like complete freaking ass. And he looks like Abomination. I mean, he looks they, look, they stuck a Ninja Turtle head on the Abomination. Uh, it's just not Michael Bay Ninja Turtle head, or maybe it's Charles S. Dutton. <laughs> it's it's Gray Dutton. Yeah, which is what all the Ninja Turtles look like to me. They all look like Teenage Mutant Ninja Charles S. Duttons. Yeah. So, 
Or if you don't know who that is, audience, the black guy that dies at the end of Alien 3. Sorry if you haven't seen that movie, but it doesn't matter because it's not continued anymore, yeah. apparently. It's Rock. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. So. But, uh. Strange enough, he was one of the last guys to die in that movie, not one of the first. Yeah. And, uh. Broke the mold. <clears throat> it's, um. Well, they gave away almost the entire act structure of that movie. Yeah, I would, that, fuck trailers sometimes. I swear, trailers should get you hyped up and excited, not waste everything about the film. Um, I don't know. Well, let's just go ahead and break down what happened. The uh, first thing they did, they released the, uh, the the clip that was pretty much epic, but it was a dream sequence, and. Did you like when they ripped the mask off Ben Affleck? He he didn't even have the uh, the eyeliner on anymore. <laughs> Did you yeah, like they went back to back. Yeah. I didn't catch that. that. Yeah, um, <laughs> and his hair was perfect. Here's the thing about even though his hair is perfect, and the eyeliner the was gone. Off, when he pulled the mask off, like like he had the mask on, and Superman like getting a grab that shit, and I'm like. Man, you know what? I'm really buying him in the cow. And I've been one of these ones like, oh, I don't think I can buy him as Bruce Wayne. Now, I'm just speaking on a superficial point here because I haven't heard enough of him delivering lines to buy him as Bruce Wayne. But visually, I bought it at that moment. How he looks in the rest of the film with different lighting and different circumstances, I can't, I can't say. But in that moment, I could buy him as a Bruce Wayne. It surprised me. Was it Ben Affleck? Of course it was. I mean that you know Batfleck's there, baby. But yeah. I could I could buy him in that moment. But I thought the scene was really menacing, and the way they bowed down to like Superman when he walked by, I'm like, man, this is Superman thinking that he knows what's right for everybody, so he's going to take control and make their decisions for them. Yeah, it's the dream sequence of like Red Sun. So Superman. he's a Hollywood liberal apparently, which fits perfectly, but. He, yeah, and, and wait, it's a dream sequence? Yeah, that's that's a dream sequence. There's a um, action figure out called Nightmare Batman. So that's that's an, a dream sequence. Nightmare. Well, I was just getting ready to segue into what I did have a problem with was him, like, snapping necks, and we thought maybe it was, like, one of these Batman impersonators. No, that's, I mean, you can see the part where he ripped his mask off, the fact that he's still, his guy liner's gone. It's like... Well, I just thought maybe it was just shitty fucking continuity. That's yeah, you know, a trope of movie making. Well, I mean, I, I think the fact that I mean, it, why would they be kneeling before him like Zod? I mean, it's that makes no, no I mean, sense. Uh, well, they they kneel in other scenes or like treat him like a savior, right? Yeah, but I think that was a little bit too much. I think he tries to be a hero throughout the whole movie, but that's. They kind of treat him like a god. So. Hmm. We shall see. So I, I think the whole. The, the action figure that says Nightmare Batman. I think that's probably. Makes that clip. A nightmare sequence. It's possible. No, I'm reading about it on another site. Huh, interesting. That's, there's. That's. I forgot so, the um. So they are in 
Yeah. There, there, that scene, that, that line of dialogue where he says, uh, do you bleed, you will, that was from a nightmare as well. Mm. So that's probably interconnected with that. So I think that's probably like um, it was on Fat Man and Batman. I forgot the guy who does the show with him. He was talking about how he thinks that's probably um, Wonder Woman is having visions. That's why she comes to Gotham or Metropolis, wherever they're at, Metropolis. They're probably bouncing back and forth, but he thinks that she shows up. It's like, look, fuckers, stop this fighting shit, because if you don't, this is the world that's going to happen. So we're playing into psychotic kind of paranoid Batman? The Batman no, I think been she's missing from the past few films. Well, he's he's damn near gonna beat the shit out of Superman. So I think they end up do fighting, but what she sees is the vision of what will happen. So you're gonna see those fights, but it's gonna be like a nightmare bullshit scenario. I honestly was a little more excited for the movie before the recent trailer. Oh yeah, the yeah. team up was so apparent in the new trailer. Whereas there was still a question in the old trailer. Yeah. And I mean. Well, the old trailer was. Not that I didn't expect it. Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's not. (laughs) So it's like, shit, man. Well, that's why they should have done this movie last. Yeah. Should have done Justice League first and had this entire series. And then the very last movie should have been this. Should have been Dark Knight Returns. Well, you think of all the controversy with Man of Steel and, oh, he killed a bunch of people, yada, 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 whatever. You know, tearing the city down. That could be what ultimately leads him to the path of, I know better than you and I will do what I think is best for everybody rather than what everybody wants to do for themselves. You know what I'm saying? And that maybe pushes, maybe that guilt over what happened in Metropolis the first time around would be what pushes him over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that would have been an interesting angle. But, uh, you know, Hollywood doesn't want quality films. They don't hire us. They just rip us off, right? Well, I, I think they're – if the beginning of the trailer where they have that back and forth and snarky attitude they have towards each other, if they keep that throughout the next – seven movies or whatever they have as long as you keep that undertone you can still have a dark knight returns but they need to keep that and not be best buds are we gonna have like the revenge of the sith moment i loved you <laughs> <laughs> batman's everyone he's cooking the shit out of fucking superman with whatever the hell he hit him with in dark knight returns yeah <laughs> yeah he's so, with the kryptonite bullet yeah yeah so I mean, you know, what do you think of? Um, Don't get me wrong, I'm excited, but I'm it's it was already tempered by the fact that Zack Snyder's Warner Brothers. Yeah, what but I had of- this hope with Ben Affleck. I mean, it's I think it's gonna be okay. What do you think of Luthor? I do not like it one freaking bit. Well, he is a douchebag. He's the trickster from The Flash. He's yeah. A terrible Joker impersonator. I don't. I don't like it. But, but do you think maybe he's playing him? Maybe he might be playing them. And 
I've only seen him in a couple sequences. Yeah. I just think it's odd that for as much as they want to reveal, I don't think they would have thought to say, hey, let's hide this in a trailer since we're going to reveal every other major aspect of this film. Um, well, we've seen pictures of him being bald, so we know he goes bald. So maybe it maybe uh, goes to that transformation. Yeah, at one point he does. So, so maybe he's all cookie and crazy. Hey, I don't want to. You sound exactly like the stupid fucker. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I like I, the I part where, line where where he says, uh, oh, "I don't, I want to make this guy angry." Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, yeah, that's the part I was going to talk about. I like that part because you know it's. You know, I wouldn't want to get in a fight with this guy or whatever it was. Like you said, yeah, I can't. And, I can't remember. Clark, he's this big bastard. Anyways, even if he was a regular human being, he dwarfs a lot of people because he's yeah. just a huge farm boy, corn-fed guy. You know, he's yeah. just huge. So, I don't know. I thought that was pretty good. But I mean, as long as that's the minor part of his personality and not the driving force, because I really don't want to see another Gene Hackman impersonator. So, but if they go that route and he's playing everybody for a fool again it work in that aspect yeah so So he's going the opposite route of what um christopher reeve did which is the right way to play superman which henry cavill is fucking up he's superman 24 7 right he's never he's never not superman i don't i don't blame him that's that's writers and directors there. But he that was Christopher Reeve's fucking choice. He chose to do that. He chose well, I'm gonna slump my shoulders. I'm also gonna had change my voice, in my knees, and I'm yeah. I'm Clark Kent. And yeah. I'm Superman, I'm just gonna change everything. As he was yeah, fucking I'm Superman. The, I'm gonna put the glasses on, I'm Superman. I mean I'm Clark. Yeah, yeah I kinda get that. So that scene in the first Superman movie when he goes to uh, pick up Lois, and he looks oh. in the mirror, and he just stands up, and he's he's thinking to tell her I'm Superman. He's like, it's a transformation Lois. without CGI. Yeah, it's like <laughs> oh, exactly shit. what it was. I didn't not notice that until I was like, next time I watched that, I think I was like 16, 17. I was watching. I was like, holy shit, he's fucking amazing. Yeah, he did excellent. Then watch that. now you watch Henry Cavill, you're like, what the fuck? He destroyed an entire city and killed like eight hundred fucking people. You piece of shit. Yeah. Um it's not 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 his fault he killed eight hundred people. I still say most of the motherfuckers evacuated. Ah, wait a minute, that's not. Obviously not because it's retcon because Bruce is all pissed off over it. <laughs> so, yeah. They could have gotten out of that really easy. Be like, well, people just ran out of the city because, you know, there were two gods fighting in the sky. They just didn't just hang out. There was this light that fucking beat the earth to pieces for hours. Yeah, everybody was still fucking hanging out. Yeah. yeah I, that's my point, watching Man of Steel without the knowledge of the trailer for the new movie. Well, obviously, Batman is as pissed off as we are, so he's going to rectify that situation. Yes, he he saw he saw Man of Steel and he was just as pissed off as we are. Yeah, yeah. I remember thinking when I was watching, I was like, uh, uh, "What are you doing, man?" You know. But yeah, so uh, one three second shot of Superman trying to drag him away and getting kidney punched and drop back down to Earth would have solved it all. Like I can't remove this bastard; he's too powerful. And all so, they had to do was do the same thing they did in Superman Two. 
The people. Yeah. The people. Mm -hmm. All you had to do is say the people. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All you had to do is say Zod the people. No, no, you couldn't do that. Best part of the movie is when he tossed the predator drone down at the government's feet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh listen up here, guys. I run this shit. And then uh what about the what? Maybe four seconds we got a Wonder Woman. They really don't want to show her. They didn't show her in the first trailer, and they didn't show her in this one. I hope she's good. I like the character for the most part, so I really <laughs> hope they uh, do her justice. Well, and uh, I mean, overall, the trailer was started off good. I mean, I like the bickering and arguing, but. I mean, I like the whole trailer as a whole, as a whole thing. I'm just disappointed in some design choices, mostly. Um, and it did temper my excitement by not being the same, not being the story I thought I was getting. So, Well, I mean, the subtitle is Dawn of Justice, so we know this is the beginning of Justice League. Yeah. So, eh. Okay, we spent like 20 minutes on that. I really can't believe we just did that. Yeah, well, I just, I'm work. still excited. I mean, the more I'm fucking talking about it now, I'm just like getting excited again. Like, I want to see Superman, Batman. Oh well, we'll we shall see. They were wise not to go up against Star Wars, though. I will say that that freaking movie's gonna make some money. I don't know. Maybe it won't hit expectations because you gotta think we're coming off the prequels. Those are only ten years ago. I like the prequels for what they are. I admit that they are not excellent filmmaking, but I mean, I like them for what they are. I mean, I get a little sleepy watching Phantom Menace. I don't watch that one too often, but Attack of the Clones dragged in the middle. And then Anakin became a baby butcher, like in two seconds. Anyways, regardless, before we get into all the negatives, I like the prequels. And I think most people that were younger you know children or mid-teens maybe like the prequels so i mean i think that generation is going to go out to this see this movie in droves um how much of the original trilogy generation can they reclaim is the big question on box office to me so i think it's going to make a bunch of money don't get me wrong but i could see maybe it making a little bit less because of that so but the advanced ticket sales are like off the chart. Doesn't Carrie Fisher's like mouth look really weird? She has like false teeth or something, right? I don't know, Scott. This looks odd. Civil War, American uh, Captain America: Civil War broke Marvel's record with sixty-one million global views in twenty-one hours. I mean, twenty-four hours. Um, I'm not sure where it's at now, but. What do you think of the trailer for that? I like it. And, you know, Tony Stark's like, you know, I just want to punch you sometimes or whatever it was he said. I thought that was pretty funny. But, you know, I kind of... I was political... going to punch your perfect teeth. Yeah, that's what it was. My politics kind of swing towards Captain America's ideals. So I'm rooting for Captain America. And, you know, Civil War as a comic spoke to me on that side too. Um yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for Civil War. And, I'm, I mean, 
if they go through with it full bore, that's a I don't know if Hollywood just hasn't realized or not because you know they're pretty. I mean, I have liberal beliefs. Don't get me wrong, but they're Hollywood as a whole tends to lean liberal a lot of times. So I'm kind of surprised there's something that's going to be this out there, you know, registration and and government surveillance and things like that. So which I mean, the conservative side is jacked up on the fucking surveillance stuff. They think that they ought to just be able to fucking invade everything. But I'm I'm just super excited. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be good. Um, the only Marvel film I haven't liked, I think, is Iron Man three. I thought two was okay, um, but I really didn't care for three. So, and I've liked everything else. So I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for it. Um, I want to see how the other characters play it out. I mean, I want to see what Black Widow is going to be like. I want to see Falcon like. Is he going to become the new Captain America, like in the comic, or are they going to shoot Captain America at the end? If you haven't seen the comic, I just fucked it up for you. Yeah, it'd so, be Bucky. Yeah, there's Bucky. You know, I mean, that is probably the most excited aspect of it is what's going on with Bucky and Cap and their relationship. So, because Bucky just seemed like a great guy in the first movie, and it was like, ah, falling. You know, so I'm excited. Can't wait. Civil War is probably going to be good. Did you like that trailer better than Batman Superman? Yes. And you got your first little look at... Um... Well, you didn't see Spider-Man, but you did see Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Black Panther, he's... A, he's you know... It's... He's a big member of Avengers. I mean, he always, I mean he's always been... Not always, but he's been around a lot of the Avengers books. But his seems to me in my little world that he became more of a core influence around the time Ultimates launched, right? I mean, I might be off base, but that's my perspective. Of course, I haven't read that stuff in years. So I, I'm just, I like Black Panther, one of my favorites. Uh, did you see the insulting cover they put on Entertainment Weekly with Black Panther? <laughs> no, but I'm about to. <laughs> um, hold on. Let me see if I can find the cover. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Let me send you. Here's here's the uh, cover. Okay, I sent you a link. The cover is, um, for those of you who have not seen it, just Google. Holy shit. Yeah. The uh, the cover <laughs> is this Google Black uh, Panther Entertainment Weekly cover. It's, now this is the worst part. It's a Photoshop of Captain America, Iron Man, and Black Panther. That's a terrible cover regardless. So, they were not even in the same room. So they put the two white guys in front, Black Panther in the back, and they put a little caption <laughs> on Black Panther that says, meow. <laughs> that's that's terrible the way to build hype for this guy. Yeah. First off, it's clearly... Hold funny. on, I'm not done yet. <laughs> okay, go ahead. It's it worse. So they put the little meow next to his name. Now... The uh, I guess the subtitle or whatever it says: First look, Captain America: Civil War. 
Now below it, the biggest Marvel movie yet introduces Black Panther. He's tall, powerful, and has claws that a real housewife would envy. Wow, they hit all the freaking social justice, and I can agree with this one actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you shut the black man in the back. You don't. His face is covered, unlike the other two's. Yeah, terribly photoshopped heads. Um, and then yeah, right there, the whole cat. the The subtitle is all about Black Panther. Yet he's behind them, and you can see literally thirty percent of his body, or if that. He's tall, powerful, and has class claws that a real housewife would envy. So we're hitting the whole sexist. Yeah, racist, rich. The two white guys white you can see guy. their face. The black rich guy who is more, probably more powerful than Steve Rogers, has more money than Tony Stark, is stuck in the back. Stick the black man in the back, and you're making fun of him. How emasculating like is this? Yeah, I think that's 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 a terrible cover. This I is embarrassing. Now, if I was Marvel, fuck Entertainment Weekly, I would never give them another exclusive ever again. Nope. Wow, they really dropped the freaking ball on this one. I'd go to Premiere and say, you guys get everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. That's, that's stupid. That's Fucking embarrassing. They couldn't have put them beside each other. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's about Black Panther. Can he just not be on the freaking cover by himself? So. I mean, they got some pretty nice pictures in, inside, but my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's a terrible cover. Did they think that's, this was funny? Is, is that their. Tell you what, if Slayer Saints ever makes it. Entertainment Weekly ever wants anything to do with us, you can go suck my dick. That's right. I can't wait to see what they do with We're Bruce. sexist and racist enough without you bastards. Yeah, yeah. Just anybody that's listening, we wrote a freaking like movie script years ago just, just to do it. And we had Lakota Native American tribe, and they were victimized by demons. And of course, I guess looking at it now, we haven't rescued by the white people, but we had them also demonized by some white people too. And but we paint it as a terrible thing to be racist. <laughs> we did. We painted it as a terrible thing to be racist. Yet we were racist because we used the word Lakota. And the people who were, which is an actual tribe of native people. Yeah, and the people who were demonizing them. In this version of the, of the script that we had up, at the end of the movie, those people, they were in hell. Yeah, yeah. They were punished for yeah. being racist, bigoted assholes. Yeah. Uh, even our, even one of our main characters, like when he finds out what the hell they're doing to the Lakota, he's like, you guys are pricks. You know, yeah. and he, he puts them in their place because he has rank on them from, you know, his little government agency yeah. works. And, I mean, he breaks, he, he bends the freaking... Uh, uh, he breaks them down. He's like, "Listen, guys, this this ain't gonna fly." And knocks he, he beats the shit out of this guy, yeah. this army commander, uh, this captain, and uh, with his perfect white t white teeth. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, and the Lakota warriors, we don't send them to hell. They don't go. But 
the the captain who who was leading this this uh, rabble, they all go because they're a bunch of racist, bigoted assholes. Yet the guy who called us a bunch of fucking racist, not only did the he was the racist, but he just, just in his uh his review of us, he called <laughs> he called the Lakota that we call them Lakota Lakota warriors. We refer to them that in our narration. When he was ripping us a new one, he called them Indians. Yeah, because we used the word Redskins. Yeah, and, when, we uh, were, when we were, it was in dialogue of yeah. the racist asshole that was using the word. Yeah. It wasn't like we we wrote, you know, we cut to <laughs> day desert cut to the Redskins Red running across the desert. We didn't write that. That's not what happened. Yeah. It was dialogue. It was we painted this picture of this terrible guy, but yeah. this guy just saw Redskins and then he just saw red, and yeah. just he was done right then. Yeah, you know of of whatever flaw of all the flaws that are in a script in that script, that is definitely just someone being retarded. There yeah. you go. I just did it again. So, uh, yeah. Gremlins three. Actor Wait, Zach Gowan gives us an update on Gremlins 3. This is kind of old news. It's probably been updated since then, but this is from November 30th. Um, oh, my God. I'm getting... Games Radar spoke with Zach uh, Galligan. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Galligan? Yeah. Um, ah, shit. Fucking ad. <clears throat> it won't be a remake. No, it That's will not be a remake. That's good news. It's not going to be a reboot. It will not be a remake in any sh way, shape, or form. Chris Columbus has come out and said that the first film is very near and dear to his heart, and as long as he is alive, it will never be remade. Uh, Works for me. Movies. So the only hard. thing that they will be and apparently are going to do is something along the lines of Jurassic World, where it would be 30 years later. On um, on the inclusion of Galligan returning as Billy Peltzer, Galligan said, I swear on my life, I don't know if I'm in it or not, but I think there's probably a decent chance since I'm one of the few people left standing from the first movie. So. Uh, I even like Gremlins too. I did too. I didn't like it when I first saw it, which is strange because I was like 10. But when I watch it now as an adult, I get a lot of the things they were trying to do. I think that's what it is. I had to be an adult to get some of the humor. And uh, I, I love it. It's not part one, but I love it. My son likes part two more than part one, so he's more up to date on 1980s pop culture than I am. And the thing that was weird about it, there's two different versions of it. There's one that has Hulk Hogan in it, and there's another one that was replaced with, I think, John Wayne, wasn't there? I've only ever seen the Hulk Hogan version, so. There's two different versions, I think. Um, so I think I saw one where Hogan was not in it. I was like, where the hell is Hogan? You are now muted. And I am now unmuted. Scott probably had to fart. 
Alien Covenant, first in trilogy that will link with original Alien. I think you actually had some updated news you were talking about. Yeah, uh, Ridley Scott said that like all forms of the Alien, the chestbuster, chest, chestburster, facehugger, uh, I'm assuming egg, he didn't explicitly say egg, the egg and the queen and the, I'm assuming, the drone, the warrior, the big chap, whatever you want to call it, um, will be in the movie. So I'm really hoping he doesn't mean newborn <laughs> from resurrection. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's interesting because like we were talking earlier, they introduced the Deacon as like a proto alien at the end of Prometheus. So now that this Prometheus, which is no longer Prometheus, which is now alien, he's <laughs> <laughs> coming out. <laughs> um, they, uh, What the hell was I talking about? <laughs> you were talking about there's oh, yeah, no yeah, 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 alien. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stages they, they, introduced the, they introduced the prototype alien, like an early evolution of it in Prometheus. And now they're going to leap ahead and have like everything. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious uh, to see. And what was the name of the lady that played um, Naomi Rap? Rapace, 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 Rapache. Uh-oh. I just used something that sounded like a Native American. Ooh, I mean a tribal person's uh, tribal name. Um, it's like, I don't think she's attached to the project yet. So that's interesting too. But but Michael Fassbender is going to play like multiple versions of himself also. So I don't know. That's the rumor anyways. Mm. But Ridley Scott did clearly say uh, that they were going to have all versions of the alien in it. Okay, this is kind of old, but just going to read this quote from James Gunn on Facebook. This is November 24th. All right, from this moment on, I'm going to stop commenting on any rumors surrounding Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 because eventually someone is going to come up with a spoiler that has some truth to it. That said... The rumors surrounding Quill's parentage at the present moment are completely false and aren't even close to the truth. I don't know how people come up with this stuff, but it certainly isn't through legitimate sources. Also, I get the desire to get, quote, scoops on character inclusion and casting choices, etc. But since when is a plot spoiler a, quote, scoop? Is, it, is this really what fandom wants to know? Plot details in movies ahead of time. I got in this business because I love movies, and I think most film journalists are the same way. And spoiling plot details doesn't add to the enjoyment of the film-going experience. So bravo to those folks out there who don't partake in this sort of thing. But as I said, eventually someone will actually spoil details of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So this will be my last comment squelching a rumor until May 2017. But Ooh, if you do pick late. up some plot details between now and then, be aware. A, they are likely full of shit. And has been everyone so far who has claimed to have had some inside info. And B, we are creating a film that doesn't rely on plot twists to be an enjoyable experience. They're only a very small part of what we're cooking up for you, James. Scott, any comments? Preemptive damage control. 
<laughs> Something is missing at the Marvel office, <laughs> and it has details. Wow. I don't know, man. I just, you know, the uh, skeptic in me makes me think that somebody he's he's concerned about something and there's more to this story than what's on the surface that's just the skeptic in me i have no proof to back that up with but so that's how i'm taking everything he said somebody we do not talk about a lot but i do like this guy Tom Cruise is in talks to join Universal's reboot of The Mummy. Sources say Universal has been looking for a big star to anchor the film and is hoping Cruise will fill that role. Universal, of course, has no comment. Alex Kurtzman is helming the film, which will be set in present day, This might be a problem, and is set for release March 24, 2017. John Spatz? I guess, wrote the script, although plot details are being kept deep in the tomb. Oh, God, I hate when they put puns in this fucking thing. Kurtzman, Chris Morgan, and Sean Daniels are producing. Universal's The Mummy is the first film in a series of interconnected monster films. Universal hopes to build a thematic universe, just like Marvel, vault of classic creature films. Other potential films revolve around the characters of Dracula, Frankenstein, the Invisible Man, Bride of Frankenstein, and Vampire Hunter Van Helsing. I thought two of those already came out and bombed, Frankenstein and Vampire. Reboot! The movie will begin shooting mid-February. Cruz will then head back to the Mission Impossible franchise, not Frankenstein. (laughs) That would be awesome, Mission Impossible Frankenstein. I keep, I keep thinking of Frankenstein every time I, I see Frankenstein. Frankenstein. My name Frankenstein. Is Frankenstein. Uh, Missing Impossible franchise for a sixth installment, which will shoot later in 2016. His other upcoming films include Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, and Mina. All right, too much reading. I'm dying here. So I was under the impression that the recent Frankenstein and uh, – Dracula movie were universal films already. Did I miss? I, maybe they weren't. They were. I thought you said the first one was Mummy. Oh, whatever. Universal the Mummy is the first film in the series and connected monster films. No, they have the um, this is the first one. They they already have a Dracula film that Dracula. Um, yeah, it tanked right. Yeah, I think so. And then Frankenstein tanked. So they didn't make a Frankenstein. And... I know they made a Dracula film. Oh, shit. But I don't think they made a Frankenstein film. Maybe they did. I, was it? No, that was I Frankenstein, wasn't it? No, there's one Frankenstein, but they were making a Frankenstein TV s- series. I know that. But I know that they made that weird ass Dracula film. Oh, okay. Maybe this uh, Victor Frankenstein. 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 Is that with, on Netflix? I want to watch that. Young Frankenstein. Doesn't it have like Harry Potter and no. James McAvoy in it? Is this is this a Universal movie? No, there is a new Dracula film though. No, Dracula 2015. Was that it? 
Yeah, Tokyo Dracula Untold was the last one that came out. Uh, had Luke Evans and Dominic Cooper in it. But I do not know who the... um. I do like... Damn, I love Dominic Cooper, though. Oh, yeah, this... It's not a universal. Okay, my bad. It's Davis Entertainment TSG. Thing is, Universal only owns... I mean, I guess I don't really know. They only own so much of the copyright to that, right? Well, yeah, because Dracula's is an 1897 book. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, and then... um, I mean, anybody can make a mummy movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just... Uh, Anybody can make a Dracula movie. Anybody can make a Frankenstein movie. So, I mean... You want to make one? Yeah, we can. We can right now, man. Come down Tuesday, we'll make one. All right, we can do that. So, yeah, okay, so this movie was Daniel Radcliffe and James McAvoy, and it's told from the perspective of Igor. And I read a review on it a couple weeks ago. It's only made $5 million in the last few weeks. It is, wow, that's a terrible gross. Um, So Tom Cruise rebooting The Mummy. I didn't like the first Mummy movie. The Universal one? Yeah, well, the... uh, the Last reboot with uh, Brendan Fraser. Fraser. I like the first Mummy. I didn't care for the other ones. I mean, two and three were like kind of like the. Mm-hmm. Well, two was kind of like well, there's TBS movies. I can watch it once in a while. Three, not so much. And wasn't there one after that with Jet Li? Mm. I don't know. It was terrible. The only thing good about it was the Abominable Snowman playing <laughs> soccer with someone's face or something. So, anyways. Yeah, I like the one with Brendan Fraser, the first one. I thought that was a pretty decent movie. I thought it was good. But, yeah, I don't know, man. The Universal's got to be sweating a little bit right now. You just had a Dracula movie that bombed and a, and a Frankenstein movie that bombed. So, And you had I, Frankenstein with um, Aaron Eckhart. Did it bomb? I didn't really care for that movie. It was okay. I think we talked about it in one of our podcasts when Daniel was on here. Yeah. He was like, that movie is great. And I was like, you know what? And it's great because he's he's not here to defend himself. Now, this guy never even directed anything. I Frankenstein cast. I don't need cast. He directed know. one episode of Alias. New Day. People like us. It was announced that he was going to direct Venom. Wow. I Frankenstein had some terrible ratings. Mm-hmm. 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. This guy's wow. basically been a writer and producer. Isn't it like the Spice Girls movie have a better rating than that? <laughs> I just, I mean, I just didn't care for it. It was just, it looked too much like a TNT made for TNT uh, circa 1999 film. The costumes, it just kept taking me out of it. I didn't like the gargoyles. I didn't like, eh, the movie just sucked. Sorry. Fred Drecker says, or Decker says, the Predator 4 script is complete. Hot damn. Uh, very few other details about the upcoming Predator sequel are known. The film will be directed by Shane Black. He's also co-writing the script with Fred Decker, who's perhaps most well-known for his work on The Monster Squad. Sounds, <laughs> sounds interesting. <laughs> you got Shane Black and The Monster Squad going together. 
Wow, that's that's definitely a combination. The last thing Shane Black directed was that uh, Iron Man three. Yeah. Well, I know I, I know he did Iron Man three, but I don't know if he did anything between them. He wrote and directed Iron Man three. Yeah. Shane Black's I, most recent product has been the Nice Guys. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Uh, James Black's or Shane I'm Black's basically in the 1970 starring Ryan Gosling, Russell Crowe, and Kim Basinger. That trailer actually looks pretty decent. I mean, Shane Black's talented. He just, yeah. he just didn't hit all cylinders with a, uh, Iron Man 3, you know? I mean, Ridley Scott's amazing, but his Robin Hood movie, Robin Hood sucked, and um, yeah, Prometheus was very uneven. So, yeah. I mean, so, I mean he's, I'm, that's why I'm still excited. Prometheus. Yeah. No, I, I said Ridley Scott. Oh. I was just giving an example of somebody else that's extremely talented, but they misfire sometimes, you know? Steven Spielberg. I mean, he's made some great movies. And he's made some crazy choices in the last few years. Didn't Shane Black do Last Boy Scout? Yes. Yeah. Ninety-nine percent sure he did. And Lethal Weapon, right? I think he did the first or second one. God, I love the internet sometimes. But yeah, I do like Shane Black. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it could be interesting. Not to mention he got gutted like a pig in Predator One, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the uh, very skinny looking guy with the glasses. The total yeah. of the pussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey Billy. <laughs> hey Billy. That's <laughs> uh, as big as a house. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's as big I, as a house. Why'd you have to say it twice? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's where the predator gets a signature laugh from is a pussy yeah. joke yeah <laughs> <laughs> i never put it i have never framed it in my mind like that until this moment i have seen that movie probably 200 times and i just now got that the predator's signature laugh from all the games and movies is from a pussy joke yeah wow kiss kiss bang bang and lethal weapon one yeah so yeah lethal weapon one that was the best one yeah I mean, others were funny. Like, like four was actually pretty good, but I mean, they were all good. Yeah, they all have Last them. Boy Scout, Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon Two. He wrote Last Action Hero in '93. If they would have fulfilled Last Action Hero, ah oh, man, that movie could have been so great. I like that movie. I, that's another one of those movies I didn't like when it came out. I was like disappointed, and then I watch it years later. I mean, you know, I actually like this movie quite a bit. If the villain would have been allowed to fulfill, if if he could have just gone through with his plan, it would have been the greatest ending of all time. <laughs> yeah, and the, you know the other thing, like when he's pulling characters out of movies or whatever, I really wish he'd pulled Freddy out. I'm just saying, yeah. Freddy and Godzilla and everybody else, it would have been so awesome. They have a Godzilla trailer for the Japanese. Toho re-release, reboot, re-next sequel. Godzilla 29 or whatever the hell it is. Um, it's just a bunch of Japanese people running, and then there's uh, – that's it. The roar. It's a teaser, yeah. yeah. Anchorman 3 will be Ron Burgundy versus the Internet. Oh, fuck Anchorman. Before Those you... movies suck. yeah. They're terrible. Part two was the most miserable piece of shit comedy I have ever half watched in my life because I didn't finish that piece of shit. 
like the gay singing in the middle, like where they're talking about I'm gay. It was it was just freaking lame, man. It was just terrible. It's not that it was gay. I don't care about people being gay. It was just it was just a terrible sequence. And Steve Carell's character is the most uninteresting freaking neurotic douchebag I've ever met in my life or seen on TV or a movie in my life. You should work I, at my job. Oh my god, I hate that movie. I tried watching Anchorman Two twice, and I wanted to punch myself in the face after both attempts. You know, I don't know if I mean I watched probably an hour, hour and ten minutes of part two, and I'm telling you, man, that movie sucks. Have you ever seen it? Yes. Did you like I like it better than the first one. Yeah, in the first one, I thought it sucked a lot too, but I only watched about ten minutes of part one. <laughs> So I don't really, you know, I don't know how bad it sucks. I'm just saying Anchorman is extremely overrated by the people I work with because my opinion is right and theirs is wrong. Yeah. Those are the facts. Um, before I move on to this, is that it? Oh, Star Trek Beyond trailer. We just watched it. Um, man, I mean, I'm interested, but I'm I'm a little put off too. So, yep, it's it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's an action movie with characters that are caricatures of themselves. Which I know we're on like a different continuity at this point because of the time travel thing. But and I like Chris Pine, and he makes a good freaking Federation captain. I just I don't know. It's hard for me to really buy him as Kirk a lot of times. But you know, Yahora's hot. So she's awesome. And um, I like the new Scotty better than the old Scotty. Blasphemy, I know. Hmm. I, I mean, I like the action in the new Star Trek movies. I think it's good. It's just like part two. I, I mean, I just, I can't even remember much about that movie. And I just watched it like maybe a year ago. And uh, the only thing I remember liking about part two was I thought Peter Weller was pretty awesome. That's about it. It's one of those movies that I just was very forgettable. I remember quite a bit of stuff from the first one, Star Trek One, and I've probably, I've only seen it twice, and I think I've seen Into Darkness twice. But I've seen Into Darkness more recently, and I really can't remember a whole lot about it. So he wrote Monster Squad. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm back to Shane Black, Lethal Weapon, Predator. He was an actor in Predator. Now he's got a writing credit on Predator. Huh. Monster Squad. The Weapon 2, Last Boy Scout, Last Action Hero, Kiss Good Night, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, and he's writing the Doc Savage movie. Hmm. So. And he's got a pretty impressive resume, writing credits. So before I backtrack, what the hell were we talking about? We were talking about Star Trek. Oh, yeah, Star Trek. But we're done with that now. No, um, Star Trek. Bye, Star Trek. This is... Uh, well... Randy Orton's <laughs> fucked up, but let's go to this news right here. Um, there's been some lawsuits for concussions and on the WWE, and I just wanted to read this part. This is... From the um, Will, William Albert Haynes III, it's Billy Jack Haynes, 
individually and on behalf of other similarly situated plaintiffs versus World Wrestling Entertainment Inc. Defendant, uh, State of Connecticut, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this is the part I want to read. Um, so this is the part here. The minimal payments to Mr. Lagrazo in 1991, 1992, 1993, and 1997 for only a handful of events indicated that Mr. Wrestler used on a need as basis, essentially as a prop to lose to more prominent wrestlers. Scott, how would you like to work for a company that calls you a prop? <laughs> I probably wouldn't, but <laughs> yes, um, a jobber he, is a prop. Did he know that when he signed up? <laughs> oh, no, well. Well, that's uh, Billy Jack Angel was the prop, but the uh, that was one of Mr. Lagrazo. That was one of the jobbers, I guess, who who was uh, suing. But uh, we'll we'll get to Randy Orton in a second. But <laughs> I, just that filing was was so so fucking sweet that they called their jobbers props in the lawsuit. How fucking sweet! Yeah. Their droppers are props. You're a prop, Scott. I, I think that, I mean, if he... Come on, prop, talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably a disrespectful... Yeah, it's a disrespectful way of describing somebody that put their body on the line for you for very low pay at that. But at the same time, that guy agreed to do that. So, people back then they were just jobbers or enhancement talent. I guess enhancement talent would be the most nice term. But you are a fucking jobber. But my God, calling somebody a fucking prop. Yeah, you're a guy that goes out and gets smashed by talent. <laughs> I don't even think the Road Warriors, with all the the beatings they gave their people, would ever prefer to somebody as a prop. Yeah. But the, uh, yeah, Randy Wharton's still fucked up. The uh, last little bit of information that we, we did have was that he was going to have um, shoulder surgery. And uh, this is the situation. Randy Wharton's injuries were said to be much worse than originally expected. And depending on the condition of his neck, could be a disaster in terms of how long he'd be on the sidelines. Essentially, what was going on, he was going to have shoulder surgery. And then they found out there were some issues with his neck, and he was going to have to have some bone chips removed. Well, if that's not the case, he may actually have to end up having fusion surgery on his neck. If that happens, uh, he's going to be out for probably close to 18 months after that. Man, there comes there comes a point in your life where you gotta decide whether you want to continue to be a wrestler <laughs> or you want to continue to fucking walk. Yeah. 
I would if I was I'm I, I can't I, I don't have the fire. I don't have that guy. I'm not Randy Orton. I don't know him. I can't speak for him. But if I were in a similar situation, I would just fucking decide I want to walk. Screw that shit, man. Screw that shit. If it's bone chips, I think I have to go back and read it. If it's bone chips, um, I, mean, look at, like, I, I uh, think bone chips. He's only going to be out a couple of extra months if it's. Yeah, but that's if he has to have, if he has to have the fusion surgery. Yeah, that's, that's suppose fusion surgery. He's going to be out close to an extra year, almost. It's like, you know, they've tried to schedule um, Steve Austin a few times, and he's just not having it. It's his neck, man. You know, it's fucked up. <laughs> Randy Orton, I'd just take my pretty ass somewhere and make money in movies or something. He's about to be getting cut of merchandise and and uh, royalties, you know what I mean? So, he has to be a pretty big name at some point. That's crazy, man. That has to suck. That's, I mean, that's the life. That's, that's what wrestling is. That's one of the risks that they all take. I mean, they all have serious injuries at some point, semi-serious at the very least. You know, busted ACLs, screwed up rotator cuffs, concussions, bruised kidneys, bruised lungs, broken ribs. Some of them die. I mean, it's you're slamming your body in the into a platform that yeah, it gives some, but it's still fairly solid and it still stops you fairly dead. You know, if with well, a big spring under it. It depends screw? on um, which ring you're in. Um, ECW bump style ring, there is no spring. Okay. So, WWE, yeah. there, I think there is WWE, but ECW didn't have one. But it's still, I mean, it only slows you down a little bit. You know, it takes, it probably takes enough of the injury, the edge off to, to prevent people from getting hurt every time they hit the mat. But damn, man, they take some serious hits. Um, Sting has to have surgery as well. <coughs> He's done. Um, so he was on Flair's podcast, and he said, the dust only in the last couple of weeks was kind of starting to settle down a little bit for me, just trying to get so much done in my life, but now it's time to get this thing taken care of. Um, I'm hoping they don't have to do fusion surgery. I know Jeez. it's one of the techniques that they use, and I'm not sure if Dr. Monroe... We'll have to do that or not. I've got two spots in my neck that are troublesome. I guess it's caused cervical spinal stenosis. That, that's what it is. I have two areas in my neck where the spinal canal, which holds the spinal cord, is kind of choked off in two different locations. Isn't that kind of similar to what happened to Lex Luger? No, it's what um, Austin has. Okay, it's what Austin has. Yeah, Luger had something pop in his neck on an airplane, and then that started his symptoms where he got down to where he couldn't freaking walk and stuff. Yeah. Uh, this thing's what, 57, 56? He's 56. 56? That's another – if I was his age and had to look at that, there's no way I'd get back in the ring. I'd say he's done. <sighs> if he has to get fusion surgery, no. I would like to at least go out in my own terms. Yeah, there's that. There's that. I know I had this 
this one percent hope that he would hit he'd get the WWE strap around his belt once or around his waist one time, but it's not gonna happen. That that has been a poorly handled character in the WWE. Well, he thought he was just gonna come back and do WrestleMania and that was it. Yeah. But then, you know, we had to have a NWO freaking uh, I mean, it's, it's not like they didn't 90% of the time win like that anyways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's just let's have it go out on top one time. Just the NWO gets their asses beat. Or not the NWO, shit. Degeneration yeah, X. Yeah. Yeah. I'm backwards. You well, know, it was kind of cool seeing the NWO was kind of like the heroes for the moment. Well, they, they finally figured out what they were going to do last night and gave Roman Reigns the belt on Monday. So, Yeah, what's the matter at this point? Injuries but, are killing them right now. Yeah, well, they had to do something. Vince McMahon came back on TV. So, eh. Well, the ratings are falling still, if I'm not mistaken. Well, viewership yeah. went up 27% last night. So well, There you go. <laughs> well, they had to bring fucking Vince McMahon back to do it. Yep. Roman Reigns knocked the shit off. <laughs> I still think Lex Luger delivering a clothesline from the wheelchair is the route they need. Yeah. They need some well, controversy. At least tomorrow should be good. Um, tomorrow's NXT show. It's going to be at 3 p.m. Because it's going to be live in the UK. So at least that would be good. So if anybody's not doing anything tomorrow at 3 p.m., watch that. I'm probably getting paid an hourly wage at 3 p.m. <laughs> but uh, at least that would be good. Uh, next week, um, since we're caught up in all of our news, there probably will not be anything. Next week, There's it's Christmas week, right? Next week? Yes, sir. Okay. There's not going to be any news. We'll have a retro review for WCW, NWA. Uh. Crockett, the Crockett promotion. We will, we will have something. We don't know yet. We'll have that, and we'll have um, Star Wars review. What we're going to do with Star Wars, we will not do a spoiler for it at the beginning. We'll do it after the show goes off. So, we'll, we'll give our buy borrow burn like yes it was good yes it wasn't good it's worth trying to fight to go see it or just go ahead and wait and then after the show goes off we'll play our music and then we'll have our 30 minute discussion about the movie spoil the shit out of it so you have a chance not to get spoiled if you um don't turn it off then it's your fucking fault i think that's fair for everybody Okay, so um, unless there's Ash versus Evil Dead still good, do what you're going to do and watch it. Scott, anything else? Nope, good to go, man. Um, I finally finished watching all of season two of Silicon Valley. That was good. Other than that, that's it. So, um, all right, that's it. Watch NXT tomorrow. Cause it's better than wrong. Later. Later.